This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 25th of August. Having had a few days break last week, I couldn't help but reflect how we do take so much for granted like modern means of transport. One moment you're here, in an hour or two you're transported into a completely different culture and climate, and then back again, often so swiftly that you barely have time to adjust mentally to your new destination. We take fast and efficient transport for granted, just as we take modern means of communication for granted. So too there is a danger that we take our passage through this life to eternal life without giving much thought to it and taking it for granted. Someone asked Jesus the thorny and sensitive question, how many will be saved? It was a very upfront question because he is asking Jesus about eternal life. How many will get to heaven? But Jesus doesn't give him numbers or a percentage or even give him a direct answer. Instead, he turns the question back on the man. Try your best to enter by the narrow door, because I tell you, many will try to enter and will not succeed. If you talk to older generations of Catholics, you will probably find that there was a great emphasis in their formation, in their religious formation, about the details of eternal life. How do you avoid sin? How to get to heaven? And this is often resulting in a fear of God, sometimes to a paranoid degree. And to be fair, many of our greatest theologians, I think of St Augustine and St Thomas, for example, were people who believed that the number of those who would be saved will be very small. My generation received a very different formation. We were assured over and over again that God is love, that he's not obsessed with our petty failings. I think a lot of my generation would just think everyone is going to get to heaven. I bet they wouldn't even think about that question of how many will be saved, Lord. They would assume everyone gets saved if God is love. Now, this is the truth. Both of these perspectives of the old generation and my own generation are bad. But I can't help think that the formation of my generation was particularly lacking. Why? Because it has tended to make people utterly indifferent to spiritual things. It has paved the way for the secularism that we can see around us today, the religious indifference and relativism, which maintains that there is no absolute truth. What I believe is true is as good as what you believe is true, that one religion is as good as another. We call this the violation of religious truth. Now, we can't just blame the Church or the Second Vatican Council or the de-Christianized culture of our time for this way of seeing salvation. On the contrary, the Church has very, been very clear and remains clear about all of this. We listen to what the Second Vatican Council teaches in its decree on the Church, Lumen Gentium. It says the Church is necessary for salvation. Hence, they could not be saved who knowing that the Catholic Church was founded as necessary by God through Christ, would refuse either to enter it 
or remain in it. Surely, in an age of religious tolerance and equality, this sounds like the church is engaging in some kind of elitism or sectarianism or even provoking incitement to religious hatred. Does this mean that all others are lost? What about the non-Catholic members of my family, my friends who don't believe what I do? The Catechism of the Catholic Church, quoting Vatican II, gives us the answer. Those who, through no fault of their own, do not know the Gospel of Christ or his Church, but who nevertheless seek God with a sincere heart, and, moved by grace, try in their actions to do his will as they know it through the dictates of their consciences, these too may achieve eternal salvation. Jesus never says to his questioners, it doesn't matter what you think or do, what you believe. He turns his attention to the questioner and tells him to strive to enter by the narrow gate. This is the answer you'd expect from any master who is trying to get us to accomplish something great or difficult. If you're learning to play golf or to play a musical instrument, you wouldn't expect the teacher to say just swing the club as many times as you can and eventually you'll become perfect, you'll get a hole in one. Or just play the keys in any fashion until a tune comes out the right way. The way to being good at these disciplines is narrow indeed because it involve, involves lots of effort. If you asked a good fitness instructor, how many will get fit? I think they'd say, don't worry about that, just you work at it. In the Christian life, this means living God's life, to be in his embrace, to will our holiness and our salvation by the effort and practice we put into it every moment of every day. We don't get to heaven by default, but by conformity to Jesus' way of living and of being. Though many people today are ignorant of the things of God, this kind of invincible ignorance doesn't excuse me from the constant duty of helping others to come to the knowledge of the truth, to the knowledge of Christ, who is the one and only Saviour. It is, to quote the Catechism again, our obligation and sacred right to evangelise all people. Many will try to succeed, many will try to enter, but will not succeed. The road may be steep and the gate narrow, but on the journey towards eternal life, God has given us his church. The signposts along the way are clear for those who wish to observe them, and they're also trustworthy signs, because they light up the road and facilitate our human freedom, enabling us to journey home led by the light of truth. And in this pilgrimage, God has given us his saints, his blessings, and his most holy mother. We can talk to her daily, whenever we, wherever we are, and ask her help. God has given her to us as our guiding star, the light that guides us through the narrow door, home to the Father's house. Let us pray. O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world our hearts may be fixed on that place 
where true gladness is found. Through Christ our Lord.